0: hear me yay God come on thank you rich love you you guys appreciate rich I'll tell you uh, whoa hey there now you hear me uh, you know just really appreciate uh, you know people that serve like you know like just serve week after week, rich, so faithful, and I know I'm just getting to know him, you know, these three months that we've been here, but, you know, he's got a, a history of serving, and, um, you know, it's a, it's a powerful thing when we do what we do unto the Lord, you know, and um, this morning I want to talk about, um, <laughs> uh, I want to talk about revival, um, and um but uh and a fresh baptism. Uh, I can't believe I just did that. I mean, at least it's just water. We'll get that up. Um, we'll be all right, anyway, so praise God. Um, you know, uh just a couple things as we're getting going, you know, there's a few things I want to do this morning, and uh, it might be a little bit of a different. Morning today. How many of be all right with that? And we just want to follow the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And and um, one thing I love about when you follow Jesus, you know, uh, he's he never changes, but he's also not predictable. And um, he's predictable in the way that, like, you know that whatever he does is going to be good. <laughs> you know, he's predictable that he's going to be redeeming something. He's going to be healing somebody he's going to be bringing reconciliation he's going to be baptizing somebody and uh you know he's going to be pouring out his power by his holy spirit i mean he's predictable in that way that the kingdom is going to continue to advance that's the good news right we're winning and um i was just thinking about the the theme of victory this morning when man what a time of worship thank you worship team dave the team thank you brother yeah. um, and uh and I you know I was just thinking about how Dave opened up with that uh, that scripture about how they lifted up the serpent in the wilderness you know and um, probably as you know that what that it says that J- Jesus became a curse for us and that's what that was which which that actually the Father was declaring the cross way back then, way before Jesus had ever been born. And um, and and actually, they show you it's such a cool thing. Like, if you look that image up, in, if you do study, you'll find that when they show you what they believe it looked like, that that image, it was actually a cross. Not just a stick, but it was like a cross with a serpent on it. It was their curse, and the By the way, the the reason they were being bit is because they had sinned against the Lord. They were grumbling against God. And so then all these serpents came out and then the answer was, look, it's dead. Isn't that powerful? Lifted it up. Look, it's on a tree. It's dead. Just look and believe that and you're saved. And it's powerful. But this theme of victory, even in the... Even in the worship today, I just want to point out what God is doing in our midst, you know. And um, it's not random. God's at work. And, uh, and, uh, and I was thinking about that. It's one of my favorite songs, you know. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. And, uh, and that's, the, that's powerful, isn't it? That Isn't it amazing that in the Christian life, everything is by faith? And the reality that we experience day to day has everything to do with what we believe. And we can believe things that aren't true and then our experience is bad. But but when we come and we believe what He has said and what He has done. And so I love that song because it's like the picture I had when we were singing it was like, you know what, it may look like I'm surrounded, you know, where the enemy might be saying, I just feel like this is for somebody today. I feel like there's ministry today uh, for... For our body here, and um, and you know, I was just thinking about how powerful that is when the enemy might be saying something to you, might be discourage, trying to discourage you, you know, and say, well, this is gonna, this is going downhill, this part in your life, or maybe you're in between jobs, you know, that's not going to work out, you know, and the enemy just comes to steal and kill and destroy, and he wants to discourage, and then the way we fight that is not by like. Getting in a wrestling match with the devil—the way we fight it—is go. Yeah, but did you see Jesus? You know, we just point to him—the one, the one who conquered all already. That's actually how we fight. We go, we say, "Oh, but did you, did you remember that?" <laughs> and he can't stand that. You know what? It's like, you know, people that want to fight—they love it when you fight with them. You know what I'm saying? People, some people don't know any other way. They live their whole life in drama and turmoil. And they don't know how to be unless there's some drama and turmoil. So we, have a, we get into a cycle of creating it for ourselves. We create strife in our relationships, you know. It's like, and, um, and really, that's how the devil is. <laughs> he's miserable. And, uh, and he's so miserable, you know. And, and I think the only thing that can probably uh, get his mind off it for a minute is if he can make you miserable. And it, you know, but um, but really, that's for somebody today. This entire time of worship, whoa, that's for somebody today. Like, you know what? The victory is already yours. And I actually feel like there's a word over us where the Lord is saying, don't don't even listen to it. Don't be afraid. This is a season of victory. And and really, our life on earth is meant to be a season of victory. But I feel distinctly over this time where the Lord is saying, hey, just Keep your eyes on me and what I'm doing. If this, this is a victory. And, and I just saw the enemy saying, like speaking to some people in your ear. And you're thinking, what am I going to do about that? You know, and I just feel like the Lord is saying, you know what? Nothing. Just don't even engage it. Just don't even listen to it. Keep walking. You know, have you ever noticed that? Like sometimes something can really be bothering you. And then if you just decide not to give it any more attention, you find out it goes away. And the only reason that problem persists is because you're giving it so much attention, you know. And really, it comes down to our our own personal identity, too. You know, like sometimes we're trying to fix something about ourselves or, or something inside. We don't feel loved. We feel rejected. On and on, all kinds of things. And we're trying to, like, fix something. And we work so hard at it. You know, and, and uh, you know, the Lord just said to me one time, just drop it. And, and, uh, and I'm like, oh. you know, he's just like, you know what, here's the thing. You, you know what, sometimes you think something's wrong with you, and there's not. You're loved. You're loved by the Father. You don't have to do anything to be accepted by God. It's God's love that actually fixes all the stuff. And, and usually where there's a place in our life that we are, it's not even the message I had planned, but I know this is God. Like the, 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 the reason why we get funky in life with people is usually because there's some part in our heart or mind where we don't believe we're loved in some area of our life. And so we're working really hard at it. And, and the answer really is to give it to God. And let him come and say, "What? what is it? What's bothering you? And he gets in there and he goes, you know what? You know what I want to tell you about that? I love you. I love you. And, and actually, I, I paid for all that. And I, I cover it with my grace and my love. Actually, it's really, I don't even see it. I don't even see what you're talking about. And um, the funny thing is, is we see it with each other. You know, and it's not that God is blind. He just doesn't relate to us on those on those terms. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes when you're struggling with God and you're rehearsing, struggling, you know, you just struggle and struggle. Anybody ever done that? Anybody but me? And, um, okay. So there's at least, you know, five more other people. And, um, and so, uh, you know, pray for us six. And, um, and so, uh, and, and, um, you know, and, uh, you like, you know, and, and you're, you're just, you're, you're struggling and, and um surrenders the key. Surrenders the key. And um and the thing is is God, He you know, He won't relate to you on those terms. Have you ever noticed that? You're relating to him out of brokenness or some lie that you believe about yourself, and you can rehearse it and rehearse it. And you know, his answer is, I love you. I love you. Come to me. And if you when you come to me, that gets really polished up and smooth anyway. What you really need is my love, and and you come in to the love of the Father, and uh, and those things just vanish. That's why the Bible says that love perfects. Do you know that? And our way is to try harder, and God says, receive more. Receive my love, and um, so that's for somebody today. It's for me. It's for all of us. I mean, I'm not currently struggling with that, but I just, I just. It never gets old, you know. And, um, and so, you know, actually, I just feel to do this. Like, if you feel harassed uh, lately, and we're not going to judge you. It doesn't have to be extreme. It could just be kind of a pestering thought that's sort of like stealing your peace. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I had a friend one time who said the Lord showed her in a vision, and she saw herself, and she had all these sticky notes on her. And, and all the sticky notes were the cares of her mind. And um, and Lord led her in this experience where he said, well, what's, give me that. And she would just pick it off and go, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about that. And she would give it to him. And pretty soon all the sticky notes were off of her, and she was at peace. And, uh, and so you can cast. So, you know, if that's you today, if you're like, you know, it's not against you. It's just the devil's a liar. And if that's you, you felt like your peace has been attacked. Or or you've been harassed a little bit or pastors, why don't you stand up right now, and we're gonna we're gonna agree together, because this is how we fight our battles, you know. And and I I want to release something over you today. Psalm one thirty three says, Oh how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the oil that's poured over the head of Aaron, and then it's this whole picture. It goes down his beard, down his robe, hits the ground, and then it says this. It says. It's there that God commands a blessing, life forevermore. And and uh, you know I was just I heard uh, Jensen Franklin this week, and um, and he was releasing this word, and I thought, man, that is such a timely word because the gathering together of the church. I believe some people may have lost, some people have lost the importance of it in their mind and in their heart. How important it is that we come together like this and we gather. And it was powerful because in that psalm, just received from the Lord right now, we're going to pray for you in just a second. But, 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 I, but what he was pointing out in that verse, which I always saw that verse as it's about unity, right? But the emphasis today is the yes, unity, but it's not just unity, it's the coming together. It's not just unity that we've got this understanding that across town we're in unity, but it's like, no, but we come together in this room. We get together in homes. We come together. And in, 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 in it's in that place where we come together like this this morning, where God commands a blessing. It isn't commanded when you're alone in your room. It, 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 it's, it, but it, isn't that powerful? He said, when you come together there, I command a blessing. And, and I, I knew that was for today. I didn't know how that was going to come into play. But let's just lay hands on those that are standing today get around. Let's just get around them as family today. Let's agree together. You know, you're not alone. You're not alone. We just declare that today this for we claim this promise of God that in the gathering together of the believers, there is a blessing that is commanded. You know, I've seen people's lives shift just because they start coming to church and getting connected in Christian community. Like they might love the Lord, but they're out on their own and they wonder why things are kind of a grind. And there's a grace that flows over you when you come back into community. And it is a spiritual truth. And, and so, but as a family, today, we just let's go ahead and keep praying for them. If you've got a word, an encouraging word, why don't you just give it to them? And I'm going to pray as you do that. Just a general prayer. Lord, we thank you. Ha! We declare it. A shift today in Jesus' name. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. I actually just saw like somebody was like you were like oh this voice has been so intimidating and I saw that you had a revelation so you reached up and you just flicked it off your shoulder ah oh, get out of here <laughs> it's not a it's not a mighty enemy to you know he's been conquered so you just say no thank you God. Blessing, grace, peace flow in Jesus' name. You are loved. You are loved. Your Father sees you. He is not far away. He lives inside of you. Come on. He's not far away. That's for somebody. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to call up to heaven and wait for our email to reach heaven. And then wait for a response. God's not far away, way up in the cosmos, sitting on a throne light years away. He is in our hearts. He's in our bodies. He's amongst us. Whoa. Bless you. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Father. Before we go too much farther today, I want to do a couple things. Uh, Is is Tim in the room today? Tim Parr, are you here? He's, a, he's helping in the nursery today. Could you switch him out? Thanks, babe. Come on. There's, that's my wife, Amy. We'll give her a hand. Come on. To the rescue. Rescuer. You're my rescuer. Anyway. <laughs> it's a good song, huh? Uh, so Tim's coming in. And, and meanwhile, course team, the facilitators, anybody involved with the course today? Uh, if you guys are involved with the course, would you come up? We want to, uh, we want to celebrate you. We want to lay hands on you and bless you into this new season. Amen. Yeah. So why don't you give them a hand, you guys, as they come. Shout you. Yeah. And Tim will be coming in in a minute. And, uh, you know, uh, the course is such a blessing to uh, Mountain Chapel in so many ways, and you know, actually, you know, Cameron's here, and uh, you know, what? Can we just stand up, man? Um, can we just honor Cameron for, yeah? yeah. Come on, there you go. You know, we just, we do. You know, uh, it took courage to, it took a lot of courage. I don't know if you realize that. Sometimes you don't really realize what it takes for somebody to get a vision and a dream and then just go after it that way. And it took a lot of courage, you know. Not only to pursue the vision, will it work? It does work, right? I mean, we're, thri- we're thriving in many ways because of it. And, um, and, but that took a lot of courage. Not only the vision, but also standing on top of telephone poles actually building it in the first place. And, uh, And so, man. um, Yeah, what a blessing. And Tim, good to see you. Tim, would you come over here? You guys, Tim does such a great job, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tim does such a great job as a course director, and we 're just so thankful for you, Tim, and uh, you know I know that you all uh, appreciate Tim, but you know it 's amazing to watch him throughout throughout the summer and then gearing up as it gets closer and closer, methodically like boom, 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 just setting everything in place, and um, he 's just the right man for the job and uh, I tell you for me i 'm like, thank the Lord there 's somebody like Tim in this position because I don't know what, I'd have to do everything, I guess. So, and I don't even know <laughs> how that would go. So, uh, uh, you know, the Lord would help, but it wouldn't be this good. And, um, and so, uh, this is the team here, and we're just gonna go quick. We've got a few things. I'm gonna come with a microphone, and when you guys just, um, in case some, there's some people that are new, and, um, and you may not remember everybody's name. So why don't you just, uh, Introduce yourself. What's her name? Yeah. Pass it down.
1: Hi, I'm Stephanie.
0: Well, tell where you're from, too. Yeah.
2: I'm from Southern California, Palm Springs area. Yeah. And
1: I'm 22. Do I say my age? Okay, come on. Okay. That's a good word. Eva from Mexico. Come on, Eva. Hey, guys. Gio from Southern California. Hi, I'm Reese from Sydney, Australia. Woo-hoo! I'm Caleb from Salt Lake City. Yeah.
2: Awesome. I'm Denise. I'm from here. <laughs> yeah. I'm Rachel. I'm from Idaho. Yeah. Come on.
0: Dream team. Dream team. <laughs> what we'd like to do now is if you guys can come out here and just sort of circle up in a group. And um, today, uh, you know what? there's power in the laying on of hands and in the commissioning and so if the elders will come forward and you know suki would you come up really anybody who honestly anybody who feels led like i want to i want to come up and surround them once you guys get in a group tight so we can get around you and um we're you know we're about to we're about to host the nations again up here at mountain chapel and um so we just want to declare a blessing over this team um, the just the the covering protection of the Lord, the wisdom of God, and um yeah, why don't you just uh, a, a few of you pray out, Barry, would you start us off? Let me get this microphone. Thank you, Lord, for these uh facilitators and uh and I just pray for that uh, spirit of safety that's on them, that'll be around them as they're up in the air, feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, we just thank you for uh, directing each, uh, each step, each handhold, uh, and what they're going to say to the people that they're encouraging and that they're leading. Um, just give them those uh, such confident words and, uh, and peace-giving words and, and uh, just direction for their lives. Thank you, Lord.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you, God, for the diversity that you flow through each of these people. And Lord God, we just uh speak openness, Lord, that open vision, that paw rats, Lord, that uh, that they carry that and they just Burst out on the people that they get to minister to lord god and and Lord, let them benefit from it as it flows through them, Lord God, let them grow and become even more awesome than you've made them today. We just pray that in Jesus name,
0: yeah,
1: uh. One of the things I've noticed, uh, fear, it just takes a big hit. Fear takes such a big hit on the course, and
0: I yeah. say, all right. Yeah. You know, just yeah. <laughs> That's a good word. That's a good word. It's fear that takes the hit. <laughs> it's run over. Yeah, yeah I just saw uh, or
3: heard fluidity and um, a bomb or, like, like a squeaky door and you squeak and you squirt the oil on it and it's uh takes out the irritation, it takes out the rub. And so I release that over your whole team and over each individual that um as you minister, as you pour out your lives, that it would be um without irritation, without um rubbing, that it would be fluid, uh easy. <laughs>
1: season in jesus name father i just declare peace love joy contentment long suffering patience kindness over this team father i just pray and ask that you would increase their strength their stamina their endurance their wittiness their joy (laughs) their compassion they long-suffering. I just declare this over your team in Jesus' name.
0: Yeah, yeah. and Father, so we just, you can pray, shall
1: we I, I release the didymus of God over you, that you would encounter him and he would encounter you, and fun, I release fun, fun, fun year. Yeah. yeah i just second i second fun
0: <laughs>
1: joy and fun breakthrough of joy and fun and I just pray for every effort uh is double portioned every uh every word and every input is double portioned back to you guys and I just pray uh safety and protection and and more smiles than you knew you had
0: ha uh-huh, ha uh, good word
1: yeah stir' up from the inside and early mornings and late evenings yeah, give them extra
0: yeah, we just declare over each one of you that today um we don't just uh you know it's just not a nice prayer, but there's a power in the commissioning today, and so we say each one of you we uh we commission you again we we declare. God, I ask that it would be just from glory to glory is the way you do it. So, God, that it would be still the best season yet. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. hey, that the next year would be the best season after that. But, God, this year we just declare the best season yet over each one, that the confidence that comes uh, from the assurance that you have been commissioned, anointed, and empowered by the Lord rests on each one of you. Um, on on uh, each one of the course facilitators and team members, and I pray that with it would come, God, your word says that you waters will self be watered, that with it would just come an overflow of, of a deeper revelation of your love and grace, and that you would speak so powerfully and clearly to them each day in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Yea, God. Come on, let's give that a, give them a hand. Praise God. And then uh, the and then the the next thing we want to do we've we've got uh, in this new season we've got some people among us so I um, want to introduce you to three people that I've invited up to uh, spend the year here with us with me and uh, we used to call them, I'm still going to call them interns secretly um, but uh, third year students we've got. Um, Ruth and Melissa and Rachel, would the three of you come on up here? It's awesome. And um, they introduced themselves. Melissa, you didn't yet, but really quick um, these are third year students of BSSM. So their third year, you've had them up here before, but their third year is to serve here with us under me as their mentor. And, um, I mean, cool thing, even though we're up here, I'm still a a mentor for, for BCS, which is fun. And uh, these are people that, um, I have chosen because, uh, I, you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus said, I didn't lose one. The father gave me, and I believe that God gives us people in our, in our life. And, and, um, and, and that's why these three were chosen and, uh, and in different years, Rachel and uh, Ruth were each in my revival groups, different ones. And then Melissa met her um, uh, through my, uh, our mission trip to Fussen, Germany, this last year. And, um, you know, Melissa, I'll just brag on him a little bit. I'll tell you, Melissa, and you'll find this out at some point, um, just it has a real uh, breaker anointing on her life when she sings uh, something happens, and, uh, <laughs> and I've had the joy and the pleasure of being in the room when that happens, and, um, ah, oh, just something happens, you know, the, the heaven's open, and, um, and, and it's, you know, uh, she doesn't, uh, try to, she's probably, like, not liking this too much, but she doesn't promote herself, but, um, you know, that just comes from, uh, you know, it's like when David leads worship, you know, there's an anointing there. And it's because uh, it's because of the heart of worship. It's not that they're good at, not just good at guitar and have a good voice. There's actually something that's not earthly upon their life. It's heavenly. And it's anointing and power that comes because of their intimate connection with God. And ultimately, they're a heart of worshipers. All three of these are worshipers. Um, but that's a little bit about Melissa. Melissa. Um, and uh, Ruth hails from the great south land of the Holy Spirit, uh, Australia, somebody named it that, right? And um, I, that's just what I would call it every day. And, um, and so uh, Ruth was in my revival group some, a few years back, and um, she's, got, she's actually helping with the course this year as well. That's not her whole year, but she's got a lot of experience leading outdoor programs, outdoor adventure white water uh hiking, you name it outdoors, she's done it, and let it probably, and um also uh she knows how to drink from the fountain that flows from the throne and uh and that's one of my favorite things about her actually, and um just a genuine heart, and that's true about all three of these and then um and Rachel and so uh. Rachel also uh, is a worship leader and just has a call in her life. Um, She's, you know, sometimes you see that mark on somebody's life and you know that God did it and there's no undoing it. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know that because they want to do things that maybe aren't, it's not the safe path. And, um, but, you know, somebody said the safest place to to be is in the will of God. Amen. Right. Right. David avoided going out to battle. He thought he would rest. That's when he was in the most danger. He'd have been safer on the front line because he was anointed for that. Never got touched in battle before. No reason to think he would at that time. And, and so the safest place to be is in God's will. And and so there's just a real mark there um, that says, I want to I go to the nations. I want to worship. And um, I want to see heaven come. And so... Uh, Anyway, all three of these, do you want to say anything, either of you? Why don't you say something just quick? Actually, I'll tell you what. Why don't you uh, release a word over somebody, each of you, maybe, and see, see if you've got a prophetic word.
2: Cool. I already have my words, so. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I just want to say hello. You know, my name's Rachel because we've already gone over this. And um, I just want to tell you all, I really want to know your names, too. Like, don't say them right now because I won't be able to hear them. But um, eventually, I would love to. I I walked into the service the last two weeks, and I'm just like, there's so many of them, and there's just one of me. So I really want to meet all of you. I want to know all of your names, but please have patience with me. And maybe slip your name into conversation multiple times while we're talking. That would be super helpful. Um, But I'm super honored I get to run, um, serve Brandon and serve Mountain Chapel this year. Super honored for that. Uh, So this morning during worship, I was on my face up here. And I just started seeing like a vision and um, I saw like an eagle and it was flying over the congregation and I saw it just dropping parcels in people's laps, um, like little brown paper wrapped parcels, like wrapped in twine. And um, wow. there was like a lot of them being dropped. I really feel like this morning there's just little presents from heaven that are coming down. Wow. Um, and I asked the Lord where they were falling and he zeroed in specifically to one spot So I had my face on the carpet over here and, um, he told me, okay, it's behind you. It's on the far section and it's the inside chair, third row back. So it's you. And, um, what was your name? Brian. Brian. Okay, Brian. So the Lord showed me, he dropped a, like a parcel in your lap. And, um, when you opened it, it had, uh, like an old, really old fashioned, like vintage gold pendant with like a blue green stone in the center. And then there was, um, an old, like a really old watch like a wristwatch and I asked the Lord what that meant. And I just feel like the Lord's saying he's releasing legacy over you. Uh, I feel like there's, I feel like there's something that's maybe been kind of locked up for a while that the Lord's like, actually, this is a season where I'm releasing it. Anointing that's come down from your grandparents and your, like the people that have gone before you, but also something that he's releasing into your family line, everyone that comes after you. There's like a release of legacy and the Lord is actually taking you into deeper places with him. I just see increased intimacy over your life. And I also see like and with the watch, I just feel like the Lord keeps saying there's still time. There's still time. There's still time. One second is enough time for God to release a lifetime of favor and a lifetime of legacy. So I just release that over you that you're right on time.
0: Wow, that's a good word. Hey, Brian, just stand up real fast. okay? we bless that word on your life. Take it. No. <laughs> oh, the presence of God is all over you. Just receive right now. Right now. We bless that word, God. Yay, God. Just feel free. Go ahead. Who's next?
3: Okay. Um ah. the guy um in the blue shirt, could you stand up? I think, does it say Dave Matthews Band? Yes! What is your name? Scott. 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 Hi, Scott. Yeah, I just felt like God highlighted you to me, and I just see, like, just the word, like, father over you so big. And, yeah, like, you are just such a good, good father, and I just see you, like, not just, you know, like, fathering your family, but just so many, I don't even know, like so many other just people and kids and different things. And you, yeah, wow. and peop, children, they're God. so attracted to you. I and I just see, like, even the orphans, like the people who are broken, who've had broken relationships with parents and families, I see them like you're almost like a magnet. And I just see them coming to you because they feel so safe. Yeah, and you just carry the heart of the Father so well. And there's just like a healing oil that just comes out of you. And it's just like who you are. You don't even have to do anything. And I feel like you've been going through something difficult. I see like this chain, but I see that there's an angel from heaven and it's coming down right now and just like breaking that chain. Yeah, so I just speak just complete freedom over you, over your mind, over your heart and what you've been feeling the emotions i feel like it's been maybe like overwhelming or i don't know like that is not true that is false yeah <laughs> yeah the wow. truth is you are you are a safe That's person so you carry freedom you carry yeah. the heart the father's heart wow yeah. yeah you are just a good good man yeah and you're not i don't know i just you're not even like how like You were raised or something happened. Like, actually, you've broken any, like, I don't know, generational curse or something, like, unhealthy that's been going. Like, that's broken, and you've started a new thing, and you are the first fruits of a new generation.
0: You guys feel that? Yeah, and there's, like, a harvest
3: that's coming. (laughs) But God is so proud of you. And, yeah, I think you've even been contemplating, like, oh, am I doing this right? Like, I don't know. But you, yeah, God is just so so proud of you yeah
0: so wow
3: yeah that's what i got (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, i just bless you and i just bless what you're doing i bless the ministry that's even gonna like just naturally flow out of you wow and i just say like thank you thank you for coming here thank you for the safety and the healing that you're releasing and not only within the church but just outside in the community just bringing the broken like just they're naturally just going to come in and just be healed and saved and loved. And that's just who you are. So I just bless
0: you. Oh, so good. Hey, you know, I, I, I know. Let's give the Lord a hand. Come on. That's amazing. Hey, I know that I know that you play drums because you've mentioned that to me before. But but do you do you play guitar? I. OK, he does. Yeah, I could play a mean air guitar myself. I don't know what this is about, but uh, you know what? Just take this and and hold it before the Lord. But I I just actually, I I just see something about the strings. And I saw you playing strings, and I thought it was a guitar. Um, But uh, I feel the anointing on my fingers and my hands right now for this word. And so uh, would you just put your hands out in front of you to receive I feel like there's a fresh anointing, like a psalmist type anointing coming on your life. And I see you singing songs to God that are coming out of your heart, like in your own time. It's just you and the Lord. And I, and I just see this fresh anointing coming on you. You know, David played a harp. And um, and so we just bless you and we release that uh, fresh anointing, God. We just we celebrate that fresh anointing that's coming on his life in this season. And that, uh, God, it's a, it's a breakthrough... Season. It's a. It's God. The the Psalm says um, He leads me out into a spacious place and scattered all my enemies. Hey, and we just (laughs) declare that over you in Jesus' name. And uh, and I just feel like the Lord is saying, like, yeah, you have freedom to run into that meadow, into that spacious place, and just enjoy yourself. And um, and so we. Oh man, I don't know. I feel the anointing on my fingers right now. And so we just bless. We bless you. Release that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So come on, we just hold that before the Lord. Thank you, Father. I mean, the thing about a prophetic word is it's, you know, it's either present or futuristic. And, um, and, and uh, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes you get a word that the Lord's leading you into something new. And that's what's happening. It's a new, new thing. A new anointing. We bless that psalmist anointing, a songwriter anointing. Yeah. And um, I just feel like it's just a new fragrance, a new sound even. Um, yeah. so, uh, and so we just bless that in Jesus' name. Okay. That's, that's fun. Isn't it fun when God is speaking about people? By the way, isn't it amazing how you feel... How many feel the presence of God in the room right now? When we begin to... Yeah, so good. We're in the presence together. Maybe you're waiting for like the line-by-line teaching today, but it's just... I have a, I have a word. I'm going to give it to you pretty quickly today. Really, it's just about the season we're in, and it's just about us us realizing where we're at. And, um, and so... But, in case you're kind of waiting, like, just don't wait. We're doing it right now, and and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, and so, uh, go ahead, Ruth.
1: Uh, the word I have for is for um, what's your name with the pink shirt?
0: I'm sorry. Autumn.
1: Autumn. Lovely to meet you. Um, the Lord gave me the color of your shirt before I realized that it was you that was wearing it. So, um, yeah, excited. Um, I saw a picture of a, a ball of cotton candy that was being spun and made, mm. and I felt the Lord was saying that the the ingredients that He's placed in your life, um, it's like you have everything that you need to go where He's taking you um, in the Spirit. Thank you, Father. And maybe it's felt like you've had ingredients missing or something like that, but He's just saying He's actually planted the seeds already in your life, and now it's just a process of of growing that. Um, And I believe that there's a grace for multiplication on your life. So each seed that's been sown is going to grow and multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply. And that's the Spirit flowing through you and pouring His love through you and out through you onto others as well. Wow. So I just, um, I believe you're going to step into a season where you're going to start to feel that love even deeper, even more, even more intimacy. And, and also the fruit of that is going to um, touch the people around you as well. So
0: That's powerful. I bless you with that. Such a great word. And I
1: just love to release healing of your ankle. Is that okay? Can I do that real quick?
0: Yay. Yeah. Um, Come on, let's just stretch our hands yeah, towards Autumn. Definitely. Towards her ankle. Yeah,
1: Father, we just thank you so much healing, for your deep, deep love for Autumn. Father, we release your healing right now in Jesus' name. We release your life. We release your, your spirit. We release peace over her body right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, we just command strength to come into the ankle in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Come on, Jesus. That's great. Well, I wanted you to get a chance to meet them. And would you give them a hand as they find their seats? so good so they'll be around for the next nine months and uh at least and uh and uh part of part of the community here and you'll get to know them and you'll i know you'll love them because i do and um and so um you know autumn i just felt uh i kept seeing when when ruth was giving that word like there was like a door right here on your heart and um and I, and I saw, like, uh, that as you release the love of God to others, I actually saw like the Lord is wanting to... I feel like the Lord is emphasizing with that word that you already have something great to give. And um, and I actually felt like part of your new season is about how you say, uh, I don't have to wait. I'm going to release this. And, and you're actually releasing the ministry and the anointing. And, and I'm talking about... Not a ministry that you build a structure. I'm just talking about a day to day that you are releasing the good news of Jesus and loving on people and praying for people. Just and I even see this prophetic anointing on your life, releasing an encouraging word from the Lord to people, and that your breakthrough would actually was actually connected to this outflow. And so we bless you with that. I pray for courage and and um, you know, you know, like the the devil lies to us, you guys, because. He's like, Well, if you're gonna be prophesying, you know, you need to you need to get this part of yourself figured out first, you know, or if you're gonna be you know, and you know what the trick is about that? He knows that if you fall for that, you'll never do a thing for God on this earth. Because there's always gonna be one more thing to polish up if you're focusing in your belly button. And 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 when you know what I'm saying, when you're navel gazing as they call it, you know. And um, there's just lint there. That's all it is. But, um, no, I'm kidding. But, um, but, but, you know, when you lift your eyes and you gaze at God, it doesn't matter anymore. And the, the, the interesting thing about that is that when you say yes to God and you begin to give away what he's given you, um, it's actually then that the transformation happens in all these different areas of your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things. And the devil turns around and goes, you've got to do all these things. Then you can do something for the kingdom. That's a lie. And um, so we just go, ha, ha, we laugh at that. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, so there's a green light that we have. And you know what the thing is, is that if we were proclaiming ourselves, then we probably would need to be perfected um, before we proclaim that message. But I'm not proclaiming me. I'm proclaiming God. And Jesus is perfect. And the message was never about how perfect you and I are. It's about how perfect and loving and he is and how glorious he is and how powerful he is to save and heal and deliver and to set free. And and so you can be at any stage in your Christian walk and declare the truth about Christ. So, amen. Well, Father, we ask you for your uh, your... Continued help today, and we thank you for your anointing in Jesus' name, Amen. I'm just going to take a few minutes today. It's going to be like the shortest message ever, and um, and uh, but it's a prophetic message, and I want to talk to you briefly about where we are together, and I want to tell you some things the Lord has declared to us, and um, and uh, you know um, Susan, how many are thankful for prophetic people who are like seers? amongst us, right? It's good work. You know, uh, side note, you know what, the Bible talks about different parts of the body, right? Some are eyes, some are all different parts, right? And um, and so what that means is, often we get a seer, you know, or or a hearer, a prophetic person among us, you know, and uh, you know, Fenton is is one of those, you know, I'm going to miss people, there's there's others. And uh, Shelley has that intercession gift. And, uh, and with that comes that prophetic uh, to see and to partner with God in prayer and what he's saying and doing. And, um, and so Susan was just telling me earlier that there's angels all up here. And, uh, and, and actually, that's a word that I got when we were coming up is um, people kept seeing angels with us. And, um, and she, she saw them here this morning. And, you know, whenever angels are among us, they're here to minister and release. And the truth is, whenever we're gathered in the presence of God, angels are among us. But, but I do still believe that there are uh, sometimes more than others. And there are different types of angels that come at different times. And it has to do with the message that they carry and what season it is that God is declaring. They, it's intentional. They come with a purpose. And... Um, and so it's just important, and and what I love about that is that if you've got people who are eyes among you, you don't have to say, "Well, I never see anything like that." You're like, "Well, that's all right." If if you're the arm, then you're just thankful that the eye is telling you where to, like, right, like what can the hand do unless the eyes are working well? Then it has to just rely on itself for feeling, you know. But with the eyes, there's precision. The hand knows what to do, and and so. I just want to encourage you with that as we as we celebrate the prophetic amongst us. It's The church is a prophetic church. And we, we're all prophetic in a way that we all hear from God. And the gift of prophecy is available to all. But yet, there are some who are specifically geared that way. And they would be like the eyes and ears among us who are often saying, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm seeing. And you want to value that and say, that's amazing. Now I know. And now that I've heard it from you, I'm seeing it too. I believe that God is doing something in our midst. And, and so we're spiritual people, right? You know, like we have a spiritual father. We've been born of the spirit and we live in a spiritual realm, right? We're spiritual beings having an earthly experience. And, and so we're not, we're not like just earthly beings who are like someday going to have eternal life. We, we are called to rule and reign and partner and, and see heaven come. We are spiritual people. We set our mind on things above. You know, we're, it, we're, it's not just this American Christianity day to day that I, I, I do these things and I include God in it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like, no, we're, we're, we're people who live by what God is saying and doing. Jesus said you can't live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Not just you've memorized the Bible, but that God is speaking. Not that he spoke, he did speak, but God is speaking. And it's that word that is the life-giving word. When it's the fresh manna from heaven that we eat every day. And and you know, and so we're always looking for the fresh word. And um and so I was asking the Lord. I want to talk to you about the season we're in. I'm going to. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to uh, condense this. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but I want to declare to you we are in a new season. Last week there was a a, uh, a gift of tongues that came out and an interpretation that followed, and it was about how God has opened this door and we're crossing a threshold into a new season of our lives. And and I believe it's into a new season of, of the kingdom, that it's uh, a time for outpouring. It's always been a time for that. But, but for us here specifically, there's an outpouring, there's revival here. And God is saying, the encouraging part of it was that God was saying, come on, just come on through. And I was talking to the Lord about Mountain Chapel, about us, and was just thinking about today. And, and the Lord said to me, He said, you're ready. And I, and I really felt to just declare that to you, to us, today. That's all of us here and those who are not here today. Um, but it's for us here at Mountain Chapel and everyone who comes. Like the Lord actually wants you to know, prophetically, you're ready. And being ready doesn't really have to... You're ready for what? You're ready. You're ready. You're ready for what God wants to do in our midst. And um, And you're ready for a revival. You're ready for... And at whatever it looks like. And I'm not carrying around a form of something I've seen before. I've seen God move. I know some things are the same. But, but you never know. You know what I'm saying. And, and, and oftentimes we miss what God is doing today because we liked, we got so used to the way He did it yesterday. And, and that's probably one of our greatest downfalls. Or, or it's one of the things that humans can be susceptible to is that we're always looking for comfort. And comfort is when we are when and we, and comfort is fine. we're actually beings that are created to receive comfort. did you know that? So it's okay that you want comfort because you're created to receive comfort, but we're just not we're but we weren't created or designed to get our comfort from temporal things that can't really be trusted. in other words, like the jo- like the 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 way of life we formed for ourselves or. You know, like, you have your career, you're blessed by it, but that's not where you get your comfort. You know, you might have a nice house, but that's not where you get your comfort. And, and the routine of your life is good. It's fine to have routine. It's even healthy to have a certain, a routine in your life, but it's not where you get your comfort. Amen? And you know you, that's where you're getting your comfort if the lights go out for a couple of days and you just are, can't be comforted. You know? And you're, and you're like, yeah, I mean, if that's ever happened around here, but um, we just had some of that a while back. But, uh, but you know what I'm talking about? But, but when your comfort comes from the Lord and your rest comes from Him and you're resting in Him, then you're on a journey. See, if you find your comfort in the things that is everyday life, what happens is when God comes and does something new, that's uncomfortable because it stirs us up out of where we are finding comfort. And the Lord's like, I love you. I'm sorry you're comfortable. I didn't intend for you to get so comfortable right there. And, and, uh, and, and so I think a great analogy is in Numbers. And I'm going to read, so we have a verse today. Um, uh, Numbers chapter 9. And I have a whole bunch of, I wrote, uh, well, not a whole bunch. I wrote about four scriptures down. But we're just going to read this one today. And that's it, because it's the main thing. Uh, Nine, And um, we're going to look at verse 15. It's about the cloud on the tabernacle, which represents the presence of God. It says, Now on the day that the tabernacle was erected, the cloud covered the tabernacle and the tent of the testimony. And in the evening, it was like the appearance of fire over the tabernacle until morning. So it was continually. The cloud would cover it by day and the appearance of fire by night. Whenever the cloud... Ooh, I feel the presence of God right there. How many just felt that? Whoo! Ha <laughs> Okay. He likes it. Um, so it was continuously the cloud... Okay, so we we'll by date. Verse 17. Whenever the cloud was lifted from the tent, afterward the sons of Israel um, would then set out. And in the place where the cloud settled down, the sons of Israel would camp. So I think it's important for us to realize... As Christians, that our life is not a life of building a, a castle. We are a part of a kingdom, and it's a an heavenly kingdom. It cannot be shaken. It cannot be moved. And but, but this life is a sojourning life. That our time here on this planet, though we are blessed with many comforts and blessings, those are wonderful things that we even get a wonderful building like this. Doesn't it look good, by the way? We're, there's finishing. By the way, guys, uh, if you're looking at this beautiful wood front and uh, it, it's looking so nice, isn't it? Buck has been doing that. We should give Buck a hand. Come on. So good. It's gonna, It's looking so well and it, it, it'll be dialed up real soon, finished off. And, um, and even this is such a blessing, you know, like because, yeah, we need to do carpet and things, but. You know what's amazing is that I was thinking about, you know what, it, there's more purpose than just having nice carpet. Like, you know when you want to host? You, you try to do the best you can. And, and, um, and we are a place that hosts. We host the nations here. And people are going to come to this place more and more to experience God. Because I'm hungry for God. And I, I don't know about you, but I just can't, I can't settle for anything else. You know, and um, and so i got to finish this first. And so, um, at at the command of the Lord. Now, interesting, the cloud is, is coming up and moving, and the cloud is resting. And then it says, at the command of the Lord. So, what I'm seeing here is that the what the presence of God was doing was actually seen as a command. And then they had developed a signal later, which we're not going to get into that today, where they would blow trumpets. So, when they saw the cloud moving, there was a there was a whole two trumpet system that they would know what to do and um and, and which camp would would start out. It was amazing. But the command to move had everything to do with the presence. It wasn't Moses' idea. It was the presence of God. And they weren't just memorizing Bible verses together, the Torah. They were like they were like they were just moving because God was moving. And I want to make a point today. This is what God does. God moves. God moves. God is a fire. Right? The Bible talks about God. He's a fire, he's a wind, he's a he's a river. You know what I'm saying? He sends the rain. Have you ever noticed God is always moving. Rain isn't rain if it doesn't fall. Wind wind isn't wind unless it's moving. Fire consumes. It's burning. It's active. It like this is God. God is never stagnant. God is life. The very essence of life. He is thriving and moving. Gosh, if you could just get a glimpse of God, like the life of God, like the most intense life you could ever imagine. Zoe life. It's the God kind of life. And so I think it's important to realize that as believers, God is always moving, which means we can, we should be moving. And we're not just moving through this life. And so here's a couple of things that I feel like I just wanted to encourage really quickly. Is that um, we're not just moving through this life day to day on a timeline. Where we live out our days. It's, no, it's a better journey than that. It's a journey where we are growing more and more like God. Where we are walking with God. The Bible calls it sanctification in Hebrews. It says, without it, no one will see God. And sanctification, holiness, it means to be sanctified, set apart. But, but the interesting thing is the Bible says it's the will of God that you be sanctified through and through. And so what it denotes, what it's talking about, is that there is a journey. And the Christian life is not, it never plateaus. The path of the righteous leads upward, the Bible says. It doesn't say upward until. It says upward. It keeps going up. And and why is it going up? Because the more I walk with Him, the more I hear from Him, the more I look at Him, the more I become like Him. That's how I'm transformed. And so part of our journey is that you and me are being transformed into the same image as we gaze upon Him. Well, the reason I'm making these points today is because God is. We're on a journey. And 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 I and you know I just last night I was sitting up again watching uh watching brownsville revival videos and uh and like and i was just watching these videos of people just they were transformed in the presence of god god was moving god's moving today i'm not living in yesterday but i'm telling you what's amazing is that that like you can watch these videos and it's like you're there even though it's years ago the same anointing is there you know and, um, and uh, you know, you can sit there and just tears start to run because your, your heart just begins to beat for God. And you just want to say, you know, come and do it today, Lord. And I just want to encourage you. Like, there are some things that can get in the way, reasons why you think God won't do that here or with you or whatever. And I'll tell you, there is somebody who is suggesting those things. And it isn't God. Because God never has a reason why something can't be done. God is the one who does it, and God never sits around and goes, "Wow, well, I wish you know." But like you know, and and i you know, it's easy to look at like, okay, you watch Brownsville, and you're like, you could say, you could think like through a natural mind, and you could say, well, sure, I mean, it's a big church, and there's a lot of people around, and and so then lots of people come there because they're a big church, and. They're well-known, and they're in a city, and, and you can come up with all these natural ideas why the nations were literally coming. One service I watched uh, last night, and I've seen the service before, it, they started calling people from the states. You couldn't know for sure, but it looked like every, somebody from all the 50 states were there in that meeting. And, and how is that possible? Okay, fine. But I'll tell you, and you, know, and you go, well, Bethel Church. You know, God's doing something at Bethel Church because it's a big church. You know, as if Reading is some, like, metropolitan, you know, giant in the United States. It's not. But you could say, but there is 100,000 people and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of reasons why that can be. But I'm just going to tell you something. There's th- none of those reasons would produce what's happening. It's only that God is doing it or it would not be happening. Right. And you got to guard your heart because you can, like, you can let yourself get, you can let yourself give, it, you know, explanations for things, but there is no explanation that people would come to Northern California from all over the world week after week, day after day there's only one reason and they're making a pilgrimage for God and, it, and you know it's my heart that people don't just come to hear a good message and to write, uh, to write down notes, but I hope people come and go, you know if people go out and go man that was a great word, that's awesome it's a great word because God ministered to them you know, it's not the person that, but But I'll tell you, my greatest desire is that people would come and say, I encountered God when I was there. That that would be what they leave with. I went there and I encountered God. Let me tell you what happened. That's what I want, because we want Him to be glorified, you know? And so I just want to say, we are on a journey and we are ready. And here's the thing, you might say, well, I don't feel ready. You know, I, honestly, everyone I talk to seems ready. Everybody's, you know, everybody's like hungry here. But but, but sometimes we can go well, I don't know if I'm ready but I want to tell you something about God you I'm going to tell you something about us first we're not very good at knowing whether we're ready or not and you could think you're ready and the Lord's like it's not my timing you're not ready i've been there and and like and you know and then sometimes you're like i'm not ready and the Lord's like it's time you're ready whoop get out there and it, cuz it's not you anyway it's me and here's what I learned about the Lord, is that he has this way of getting you ready when you weren't looking. How many of you have had that experience? You get a new opportunity, you walk through a new door in your life, and you're like, jeez, I don't even know what I'm doing. And you walk through and you're like, boom. And you're like, when did I get trained for this? I feel like I've been trained. It's working. Like, you're like, I feel ready. I feel equipped. Like, but you don't actually feel it until you walk through the door. This is what happens when you walk with God, because you're going. How do I get ready for the next season? You know what? You know how? Be faithful with what He's given you now, and love Him with all your heart, and He is going to do everything else. He gets you ready, and and we're ready. And um, and and so I think it's important to realize that Jesus said to His disciples, He said, "Follow Me." You know what I mean? And I think sometimes that like we can we can. It's like, you know, you can have faith. You can have saving faith in Jesus. But I think there's something different when you hear the follow me. And you're going to get up and you're going to say, I'm not just going to believe in Jesus for salvation. I'm going to follow Jesus for my whole life. And I'm going to make myself available for what he wants to do. The people willingly volunteer in the day of his power. And um, and so... uh, And, you know, and, and and sometimes along the way, a little bit of stretching happens because new things bring stretching. And, and I don't hear this in a bad way. I love stretching because it's how you grow. Stretching is growth. And um and uh, but, you know, stretching doesn't have to be hard. It can be enjoyable, actually. What I find makes stretch stretching and newness difficult is when I fight the newness of it or, or I or I I hold back and it. And you know what happens when you're feeling stretched? If you can just surrender and just go, I'm in. I love this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm with you. All of a sudden, it gets fun because God backs you. Like, you ever had a deep tissue massage? Anybody? You know, and they're really getting in there. And you're like, and it kind of like, it hurts a bit, you know? And he's like, you got a knot there. You're all bound up. I'm trying to get this knot out for you. You know, the guy I used to go to this guy with tattoos. You know, he has elbow in my back. And, um... And I love that he did a great job, you know, but uh, he coached me early on and I went, oh, and he said, you know, if, if, if it's going too hard, you know, just let me know. But let me just tell you the key. When you tense up and fight it, it hurts more. And and um, and and so what I learned is, oh, it's like surrendering to the Lord. It is. It's, it's a form of surrender. It sounds funny. But if you've ever had a deep tissue massage, you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's like, you're like, oh, you're digging in, you know. And, but if you can, in that moment, you think it's going to hurt worse and just kill you if you just relax. But in that moment, if you can just take a deep breath and go, and just relax yourself, it's like it gets better. And then, and, and it's the same with the Lord. It's like when you're, when you're fighting against, I don't know, I don't know what's next. You know, it can seem uncomfortable when you embrace the journey, you find that there's joy because he's with you in it. And um, and so, you know, and then we when we start looking back, you know, we get stretched enough. We start looking back sometimes. Well, I remember this. I remember that. That was amazing. Remember the children of Israel did that. And it's funny the things you say when you're looking back. Wasn't that awesome? It was so awesome back then. It was so awesome. Remember slavery? Remember how awesome that was? I just wish, I mean, it so hard out here in the wilderness, but ah, oh, what would I give to be making bricks for the Egyptians again? Wasn't that awesome? We were eating all the onions we wanted and leeks. Oh, that was a good meal, wasn't it? Big bowl of onion, you know? You know, think about it. They longed for these leeks and these onions, and they were like, "This is a bummer." Remember how good it was back in slavery? It wasn't good. The Bible said that the groan had reached the ears of God. The people were groaning. But it's funny how, when you look, you know, they say hindsight is twenty-twenty. Well, that's true when you journey with God and He gives you perspective. But the actually, the opposite happens when we when we go when we worry about the new. And it gets hard. And then what happens is we start looking for comfort. Instead of being comforted, we look for comfort in an old way. And and we go, wasn't that amazing? No, it wasn't. It actually wasn't amazing. Like that, you know, or, or maybe it was, but you can't go back. You know, because here's the thing. It wasn't that that was a good place for your tent. It was that the pillar was over your tent. That's what made it so awesome. It wasn't that, it wasn't that your tent was awesome or that that piece of the wilderness was awesome. It was that there was a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day that the very God of all life was, was dwelling over you and, and that there was this blessing commanded over you and that you were filled with satisfaction because you were in the midst of what God was doing and that you were getting your source from Him, your comfort from Him, your joy from Him. And you were enjoying it with other people, and so I, I <laughs> yeah. And I just want to say, um, if you think that if you think God is limited by location or how many people, listen. I went to I went to the Smithton Outpouring. You think Weaverville small? No, I'm serious. Smithton, Missouri. Ever heard of it? I doubt it. But. Smithton, Missouri. There's not even pavement on the roads. They're they're they're, they're road base. They're, and they had yard of the month signs. Somebody won yard of the month, and he had to drive he had to drive through a cornfield to get there. And this pastor was super burned out. This guy was so bad off. You can find his testimony online. He was so bad off that he was thinking about how he could withdraw money and and cut out and leave his wife and church and everything. And, and he, was, he, he tells this story personally. His wife had no idea. His wife's like, but his wife knew he was in bad shape. you got to do something. You should go check out that revival. So he went to Brownsville. Spent a week there, thought nothing happened. And he's like, nothing happened. He came in, walked in the door of his church. They were having a prayer meeting. And he said, and instantly joy hit him. He began to jump up and down. Revival broke out. We went and spent a week there, this was some years back. in this little cornfield, they had to build onto their church, and there were people from the nations there because revival was amongst them. I'm telling you, like this is the, this is the big city here compared to Smithton, Missouri. and and, like, and it was crazy I was there, and the anointing was so strong. I mean, I flew back when somebody prayed for me. Peter was somebody there from China? Yeah, there were people from the nations. And I'll just tell you, like, I don't know what it looks like. But I know God is alive. And God is moving on the earth today. And, and, um, and we're saying, are, how many are saying yes? Let's stand together. And so I just want you to know you're ready. and And people are coming in. God is drawing people. You know, and I just think it's important to remember whenever we feel like traditions are good until we choose them over God's presence. Traditions are awesome. Jesus Jesus never had an issue with the traditions of the Pharisees. What he did have an issue with was that the Pharisees chose them over the truth of God. When they had God's truth speaking to them in the flesh, and they were sticking to their traditions instead. The crazy thing is is that sometimes our traditions were formed around something God was doing, but the cloud moved. And, and And some of your traditions you get to keep. You can keep all the traditions you want, except for when God says, "Hey, I'd like to do this," and then there's a tradition in the way." That's really the only time he cares about them. Like that's the only time they really need to change. Like, I want to do something here, but you got this tradition. You know what I'm saying? So traditions are not evil. I hear people go, oh, traditions. Like, no, traditions are awesome. Families have traditions. It's part of our heritage. But but remember that we are on a journey, and it's ultimately God's family, and he's still making new traditions. <laughs> and, uh, and so um, let's just put our hands out in front of us today. Father, we thank you for your wonderful presence. And we do say yes to you today. Would you just put some music on in the back? And... Um, And uh, and so, Lord, we just say yes to you as a church family, as a community, and um, we we receive not only not because we have decided something, uh, but because we heard your word declared to us. And again, prophetically last week, we stepped through that door. We've already done it, and we just say, "Have your way, have your way, have your way, God. Do whatever you want to do in Jesus' name." God bless you. Hey, if you're in the house today and you don't know the Lord, really quickly, and you say, I want to I surrender to Jesus today, raise your hand. Go ahead. We're going to do it really quick. If that's you, if you're slipped in. Okay. And other than that, prayer team, would you come forward if you want to receive prayer today? Prayer team's up here. God bless you guys. Have a great day.